This is an AMI podcast. You're listening to the Kitchen Confession podcast with Chef Mary Mamaliti. Hello, it's producer Matt here with another Kitchen Confession cut for time. This month, we've been working hard on uh, some new stuff, some things that we haven't really done before. Typically, we like to keep Mary in the studio, and I strictly edit everything that comes out of there. However, we decided to get out of our comfort zone a little bit and try sort of a live-ish demo kind of thing with our, our friend Kelly Carter from the June 11th episode. Kelly gave us a really great recipe for a fresh sort of summer salad, and we thought we'd try it out. So... Um, if, if you want to hear how that went, <laughs> tell us what you think, uh, that, that, like I said, is, is the one that came out, uh, June 11th called healthy habits with Kelly Carter. And you get to sort of do a, a bit of a cook along with, with Mary, who is downstairs in her own kitchen. And if you want to, you know, listen along and, you know, judge her on how squeaky her cabinet doors are and things like that, uh, go check it out. It was a, it was a fun different sort of edit and like I said kind of live-ish but yeah we've been trying all kinds of new stuff this month but you're not really here for that you're here for cut for time this month we had Kelly Arujo, who's a self self-described foodie and typically on the podcast we do tr- try and keep things uh specifically about food but we do let people talk a little bit about you know other things that they're into and for Kelly who is a celebrity stylist that's uh hair so we trimmed some of the haircuts for time, but for people like me who are bringing back the 70s style, thanks to uh, the lockdown, I've got a real mop on top because I haven't seen my barber in, you know, about three months. So uh, Kelly's got some great tips if you are looking to, uh, you know, maybe style your own hair or become a stylist yourself. What advice would you give to someone, you know, interested in becoming a stylist? Um, I would say work really hard. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. a lot of the time, uh, we were talking about this before you started recording, but how much work um, in, that things take. Like when you see someone at a certain point in their career, they've made it past certain hurdles. You don't see what those hurdles were. You don't see how many sleepless nights or how many long days those people put in. You just see, oh, this person's like doing really well. And you think it looks easy because that person has worked really hard to make it look easy. Yeah. But the truth of it is there, you can't get anywhere unless you work really hard and nothing is going to be handed over to you. And you need to really like put in your time and do all the steps and honestly, like find a mentor and stick with that person because that person is going to be the one that helps you through and like respect what they have to tell you. Because no one is going to spend time on you if you're not willing to receive the messages. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. you can do things your own way. But I really, truly believe you have to learn it a certain way first before you can put your own twist on things. So learn um, the basics. Learn the basics from someone who's been doing it a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, Find that support network. Believe in yourself. And don't give up. Because really, that's what it comes down to. And getting anywhere, no matter what your job is, is not easy. But you have to stick to it and you can't quit and you can't expect it to be easy. Because it's not going to be. It is what it is. And And personality, you know, like you can be the most talented person in the world. But if you're not nice to people, if you're not kind, if you're not respectful, 
if you're mm-hmm. not willing to be compassionate as well and treat people the way you want to be treated, it's going to be very hard. So keeping that in mind, and honestly, I really truly believe you can get farther ahead when you have, when you do it with people, you don't have to yeah. do everything by yourself. Very you know? true. We can all help each other up, up the mountain. <laughs> Those are really- well, what's, what's the number one style tip that you're always being asked about? Um, a lot of tips on like beach waves and how to do the perfect beach wave or perfect top knot. Like people love messy hair because it's something that I think is one very in fashion because we all want to look kind of like we didn't try, but we did try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, 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 mostly, yeah, a lot of beach wave tips, which is, uh, really different. I know we've talked about this a lot because you're my client too. And you're always asking me how to do your (laughs) features because you have to style your own hair so many times for all your cool videos that you're making and your travels. (laughs) So actually I would say to you, what is your biggest tip? Because for me, it's always about like, how do I tell people how to do this on themselves? Like I have the knowledge of a hairdresser, but then like, it's different when you're doing it to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you're doing it to yourself, the front looks pretty okay. The back, you're keeping your fingers crossed that it turned out the way it should. And yeah, hope and that no one, like, no one looks at the back. Yeah, and I'm always like, don't worry about the back. And the best thing about beach waves is that it can, it can be messy. It doesn't have to be perfect. And the less perfect those waves are, the better. Yep. So my best piece of advice would be like, don't try too hard. Like, don't and make what's... perfect sections. Don't take like, don't make perfect curls with your curling iron. Just like, Yep. Be kind of laissez-faire about it. I love it. And that's what I do. Give yourself a time limit. 10 minutes tops. And then whatever happens in 10 minutes, then that's just what you go with. Go with half a head? Go with it. <laughs> <laughs> what styling tools are your go-to? Um, I always, like a good blow dryer is always very important. So invest in a good blow dryer. People ask me about the Dyson all the time. The mm-hmm. Dyson is a great blow dryer, but I don't think everyone needs to go out and purchase a Dyson. You know, I returned um, mine. Did you? I got it as a gift. Yeah. Uh, Frank got it for Christmas and I returned it. You just were, you weren't digging it. It was drying my hair so beautifully that it was pasting to my head. Oh, it was getting so, so straight. Yeah, it was just too good for me. <laughs> it was way too good. I needed something cheaper where I can get that little bit of frizz. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but it is a beautiful blow dryer. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you have like really curly hair, like really curly hair mm-hmm. and you just use it every day, the Dyson is the best, best blow dryer on the market for that. Their diffuser mm-hmm. is amazing. The three heat settings is amazing. Um, so that is a person I think would, would benefit from spending that kind of money on that kind of a dryer, which it's a great, it's a good quality dryer. It's going to last you a long time. For the rest of us who don't need... <laughs> to buy the Range Rover of blow dryers, I would just, mm-hmm. you know, invest in a Parlux. It's a hundred, it's about 200 bucks, 170 to 200 bucks. They're amazing. They last forever. It's Italian made. It's hot. It's powerful. Um, it's going to, it'll really change how quickly you dry your hair and um, la- it'll last longer. So a good mm-hmm. blow dryer and a curling iron because I feel like waves are definitely a thing that people do a lot on themselves. Mm-hmm. So hot tools, the hot tools, um, curling irons are my favorite. The gold ones 
they're not mm -hmm. expensive. They're very easily to, easy to get. If you're in isolation and you want to try some new hairstyles, you can order one on Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, also, Hot Tools has one of those round brush blow dryer things. I don't know what you call them. Oh, yeah. The yeah blow dryer oh. in the brush. <laughs> it's like a, it's a cross between the hair dryer and the brush. Yes. So for anyone who, who is not had one? Revlon. Yes. That's, Revlon that's where I first saw it. And that <clears> one is wildly popular as well. Um, but yeah, it's like those are really good if you want to like quick blow dry and do it in one step. And if you don't want to brand is hot tools, hot tools has one. Revlon has one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, those are cool and easier. Good for like medium, medium hair lengths. I would say I haven't tried it on a shorter, per shorter hair person. Mm -hmm. it, the brush is kind of wide. So I feel like if you have like a lob, you're still in the clear, but yeah. anything shorter than that, I think might not be worth it. Cause I don't yeah. think it'll yeah. really grab well. Um, yeah, those are great tools and a good flat iron, but I always tell people like, get your flat irons at winners, <laughs> which is probably mm -hmm. like people are scoffing. Other hairdressers are probably like, why would you tell people? That? <laughs> but because they're really, they have like very, um, like, uh, professional flat irons. They get very hot. You don't need anything more than that. I really feel like sometimes when clients get their hands on like hairdresser quality like true hairdresser quality mm -hmm. flat irons that's when like there's problems because that's when they just, fry their hair <laughs> yeah people are just not as gentle with it as we are like people like to squish the plates together really hard and like mm -hmm. hold it really long until the steam starts steaming it literally makes me like cringe like it's just like a quick pass just quickly <laughs> Don't hold it. Just like one pass, two passes max. Like you shouldn't have to pass the flat iron through your hair. So that quick much. and gentle, people. Quick, quick and, gentle. and gentle. This month, I also really enjoyed Chef Mike Gamon's episode. He's a chef at St. Martha's Brasserie, and that's in Orleans, Ontario. Putting together this episode really, you know, maybe take a beat and take a little bit of a closer look at what I'm, you know, wasting in the kitchen. Maybe how I can gain a bit of a deeper respect for my food. I, I had picked up a pork shoulder at the supermarket. And uh, as you're butchering that down into, into the cuts that you want to use, normally, I would just throw away that fat cap. But after listening to Chef Mike's episode, I kind of thought, you, you know, okay, this, this was an animal and I want to use all the parts that I can. And so, um, you know, let's kind of take a look, what else can we use this for? Um, so I, I spent a little while online just looking up different ways that you could use the, the fat cap. I realized that you know, you can render it down into lard that you can use in, in other stuff. I, I know it's not the healthiest, but there's some great recipes that I found that, that use that, you know, maybe for your potatoes. I even found something, um, cookies for a really crispy edge. So, uh, you, you know, it's, there are different ways that, that you can use that as well. A big recommendation was to use it if you want to make your own sausages. You know, at first I thought, well, I don't really make my own sausages, but you know, then on, on second thought, there's there's really no reason why I couldn't. And even if I didn't want to get it into the casing, I saw some great tips about making sort of an English style sausage patty. So, you know, there's there's different ways that you can use it and, you know, respect the animal and just generally waste less. So here's a little more from Chef Mike. And also, I, I really love when guests give us a unsolicited double scoop of a kitchen confession. So we had to trim the second for time, but well, that's why you're here. So you're combining that French Canadian cuisine 
yeah with other other well mainly like french french like you know we'll we'll confit the duck like they do in france right like with the traditional like the traditional techniques all that kind of stuff like curing and and then doing a confit and all that kind of stuff right but okay so for people who don't know what confit is so confit is cooked in its own fat or a fat you know like the duck it's easy because you end up with so much fat from it that you render out cooking it very slowly at a really low temperature just taking all the all that fat out and the more the fat comes out it it creates almost like a like a blanket for the duck and it cooks slowly 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 and it it just breaks down to a point where it's just so delicious (laughs) but and it's very easy to eat and very like because legs are tough you know like duck is tough so it's a good way to it's a good way to to treat tough meats really it doesn't always have to be duck i've done it with rooster um you know like pigeons stuff like that like it's really uh it, it's you a, just it's choose a cool your technique. fat and then kind of cook yeah. that down yeah because duck you're lucky it's like a built-in it's a built-in fat right like there's a lot of fat to duck but other animals don't always have that much fat so you have to borrow but duck fat's usually a good place to start or I, i've done it with some pork fat stuff like that some beef tallow. okay no wait 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 i think i just heard you say pigeon yeah yeah okay so talk like to me squat. about like what, what does pigeon even taste like uh, <laughs> now <laughs> don't say chicken now let's, <laughs> no you know what i would say like almost like pheasant or um actually quail uh, uh, but and, and now let's be let's be honest here i'm not talking about the pigeons that you're seeing downtown toronto you know okay thanks like, for clarifying that <laughs> Yeah, no, no, we're not eating like, no, no, we're not eating, uh, we're not eating those. Like, they're, they're actually farmed, and normally they're sold as squab. So, okay. they're little, they're like, they're baby, baby pigeons, or, you know, small pigeons, anyway. And, you like, there's not a whole lot of meat on them, but they're super flavorful. But, they're, it's, yeah, I, like, I would say it's more like quail. So more like quail. My dad used to love quail. Okay, so... And it was funny. He used to actually stuff quail, which was hilarious to me because they're so tiny. It's extremely rich because of all the fat. So to break... I I had to come up with some way to break that up because I was like, there's no way people are going to want to eat this. A lot of people use balsamic vinegar or something like that or do almost like a a gastrique to break it up. And I said, okay, gastrique's fine. But what do I want to do? Because everybody does the same thing. Like, I mean, I got to think outside the box. I love Aboriginal flavors. So I said, okay, well, why not use spruce? So I made a spruce gastrique. There you go. Breaks it up. So you get almost like a citrusy kind of just, it's just perfect. <laughs> like it just I mean, perfect. I've tasted it and that's the thing. Like the, the spruce, you've actually, you let me sample that on yeah. its own. And I can't tell you how delicious even to kind of pinpoint what the flavors were there was there wasn't one that overpowered the other it just it blended so well and it had this nice finish to it and i mean admittedly when you think of spruce you think of it's going to be like really earthy and really it's not no it's very it's the it's opposite very of that aromatic citrusy yeah uh, refreshing it's bright really and you know do you, i'll tell you you know what? You want one of my confessions? I'll tell you what one of my confessions is. Tell me, so, tell me. So as a kid, um, my mother used to give us this warm, I, 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 for the life of me, I can't find it and I can't remember what it's called or what, but anyway, it was a warm cough syrup that my mom would get us. And it, it came in this like 
really sketchy wine bottle. I'm pretty sure some guy down the road made it. I don't know. <laughs> but it, 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 it was spruce. Like it was a spruce, almost warm cough syrup that you drank. It was really strange. It was probably an alcohol or something. Who knows? But anyway, it, I remember it being so delicious. And, and forever, I've been trying to figure out what that is. And I think I kind of tapped into that. So really, you're welcome. I'm giving you cough syrup. <laughs> you know, because I think that's what I came up with. Because that, that it tastes exactly like I remember as a child. But it works so well with the food. And somehow, I kind of just figured it out, you know? See, it's healing. It's nourishing. It's all in one. There you go. See, and see, and they say cooks are cooks are caregivers. Yeah. So there you go. It all works together. All All encompassed in this one dish. Yep, exactly. Okay, it's my turn. A double scoop of kitchen confession. Uh, A couple weeks back, I was uh, doing a couple of experiments in the kitchen, which led to my wife telling me that I absolutely had to share these uh, shame worthy moments on the next cut for time. So the first one, I'm a bit of a home brewer, and one of the things that I like to do is mead, like a honey wine kind of thing. And like wine, mead benefits from oaking, you know, so where normally you put wine into giant oak barrels, home brewers tend to put either oak cubes or, um, or wood chips into their batch. And it doesn't have to age for as long to get a similar kind of effect, but... You know, there you go. One of, one of the things that you can do with wood chips is to toast them. To, in, instead of charring the barrel, you toast your wood chips and get a little bit more flavor out of them. So this is what I was trying to do. But at the same time, I was also trying to preheat the oven for a homemade cast iron pan pizza, which goes in at a significantly higher temperature than I would typically toast wood chips at. But I thought I'd save some time and threw them both in at once. And The second I went to open the oven to check on my wood chips, I got a face full of smoke, stung my eyes, and scared the dog with the smoke alarm. Okay, I mean, it happens, right? Everyone set off the smoke alarm before. Not a huge deal. Kind of a weird way to do it, but whatever. Well, later that week, I decided that I really, really needed to have some millionaire shortbread. For those of you who hadn't had it, it's absolutely delicious. It is shortbread on the bottom then some kind of soft caramel layer, and then a hard layer of chocolate on top. Delicious. I'd never made it before. I have had it, but I've never made it before. And it was my first time trying to turn sweetened condensed milk into caramel. And from everything the internet told me, all I had to do was let it simmer on low until it gets you know, golden brown, and then let it cool. And I did that. But when I came back to it later, it was just a hard lump of toffee that would not pour smoothly over my shortbread. And so I got clever and decided, you know what, I'll sort of soften it up in the microwave. And I put most of it into a bowl and popped in the microwave, came out great, worked just fine, poured it over top of the uh, shortbread, and and it was great. But there was a little bit extra, and I wanted to get the most bang for my buck, and so I put that in for the same amount of time. And I looked across the counter at my wife, who was pointing eyes wide and mouth agape at the microwave and I turn around and there is smoke just billowing, billowing out of the microwave. Uh, Grabbed it out of the microwave and threw it in the sink and doused it with water and I I noticed as I did that that the the caramel was actually charred and there were embers. I had lit this caramel on fire. So naturally I got laughed at a little bit and my wife told me I had to share this here on Cut for Time. That's it. That's all you get. You know where to find us at Kitchen Confession on Instagram. 
please reach out and let us know what you think. Or go to kitchenconfession.com to hear literally everything we have ever done. Thanks to producer and host, Mary Mamaliti, and thank you for sticking with me.